The Pioneers, Voron, Ratrig, Visibot, versus Challengers, Bamboo Lab, and Creality. Which one is the choice that you should go with? If you ever ask yourself that question, this episode is all about that. Stay tuned. Well, Paul, we're back another week, another episode, and today's episode is special. It is inspired by a comment that was left on our second video uh, by a user that goes by the username Numishu. I hope I pronounce it right. But he brought up a valid point. We did focus a lot on Bamboo Lab and Creality's and all those fancy printers that we have these days. And uh, how about all the pioneers who have set the stage for X1C and for K1 Maxes to actually be successful? And we're talking about Voron, Vizibot, uh, uh, and Ratrig. So with these uh, pioneers, I think uh, most of the community would say the Voron 2.4s, the Ratrig Vcore 3.1s, and the Vizibot. Those probably are the big three names in the do-it-yourself, high-speed, high-quality Core XY printers. Um, they've been around for a couple of years now. Um, what kind of sets them apart from, say, Bamboo Labs, uh, the Creality K1s, are that, um, first of all, you had to build them yourself. They don't have a go go to you know your micro center, buy one off the shelf, and you're plug-and-play. Yeah. Um, some of them do have kits, so then you can kind of order them and then put them together yourself, but that takes a long time. But I think one of the great things about them is they're all really versatile. Like you can get them in different sizes, different upgrades, different specs according to what you want. Um, so you can customize them to nearly anything you like with them. Yeah. So uh, basically the idea behind the, these three t- three printers, the pioneers as we call them, is that they're largely for the do-it-yourself DIY uh, audience. So, and, uh, and the, Quite a few of them been around for a long time. So let's dive into Voron. Voron uh, 2.4. It's been around since 2015, 2016. You have built a couple of them yourself. So why don't you take them? Take us through the the printer. How you feel about it? What was your experience like? And uh, you know what is the value for money there? So the Voron 2.4s. One of the really cool things about it is what they call the flying gantry design. So when you think about most 3D printers, um, you have the bed move uh, down um, when it's building something. But with the Voron, what ends up happening is the bed is uh, fixed and the gantry, so the print head actually goes up while you print. So um, A, it looks really, really cool. But B, one of the really... um, uh, innovative things that the Voron 2.4 had what was called a uh, quad level can, uh, uh, leveling, where it actually physically measures each corner of your print bed and adjusts the print head itself to make sure it's perfectly flat. And that was really great for first layers, um, reliability, and just overall print quality. So when I built my Voron 2.4, it was a big challenge because uh, it, it was one of the hardest, uh, like at that time, one of the hardest um, 3D printer kits I've ever put together. I think it took me about 30 hours. So definitely uh, something that if you want to do it yourself, it's you, you need to make sure you can commit the time and, and the patience to put it together. Because if I think the, the manual was like 100 pages long, which is pretty insane. I mean, like... One of the things I actually loved about Vorons because they had so much documentation, like um, the manual was there, the the software setup was there, like the software setup manual was there, even like the slicer, they had like a, a guide for it. So it was really, really well documented, but it was still over 100 pages long. Yeah. So what you're basically saying is that it's you're, you're buying a kit, right? You're buying the entire kit. It gets shipped to your house. And you build it all from scratch, essentially. Pretty and that's much. what took you about 30, 40, 50 hours to complete. Now, was that expensive to do? How was the price? If you were to compare it 
the price of that Voron to, let's say, the newer printers? How was the price for, for, for the kit? So the kit at that time costed me maybe about uh, $1,500, $1,600, yeah. um, which was pretty affordable for something um, like that quality back then. I think now um, there are tons of different vendors out there that sells kits at all, um, you know, all uh, price brackets. Yeah. Um, so, for example, I think one of the more popular ones, the two mo most popular probably vendors right now for kits are, um, is uh, Formbot and LDO. So Formbot is definitely one of the more affordable options out there. I think you can get a, a Voron kit for under like eight nine hundred dollars which is very affordable for something of that quality uh, ldo um usually comes with a lot of quality of life upgrades a lot of mods that make it easier to put together to make it more high quality it is a little bit more pricey but the good thing about um voron is because you can have so many different options out there you can have one that's more affordable one that has a little bit more um a little bit more quality a little bit more um quality of life upgrades already done for you yeah and because it is a kit obviously you can replace parts easily right so how easy is how easy is it to find just you know if some part breaks or if something uh you know you you lose it while maybe building it and whatnot uh how easy is it to replace those parts it's actually very easy to replace a part. So that's the great thing about all these, um, of, of these like the pioneers, they're all open source. So there's tons of vendors out there to have parts for you. Um, a lot of the parts like special, like can be 3D printed if, if you need a replacement. So um, I've, I've definitely replaced a couple, a couple parts on my Voron myself over the past couple of years because things do break over time. Voron, my Voron itself has been extremely reliable for the most part. I think it was about like a year and a half of non-stop printing before I had to start replacing things. Yeah. But when I do have to replace things, it's it's either a quick um, Amazon um, order or if it's something that's 3D printed, I could just 3D print it and then plug it in myself. Yeah, well, I guess that's the beauty of the DIY do-it-yourself kind of a kit. Now, the 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 Voron doesn't come in a single size; it comes in three different sizes. Is that correct? Yep. So the Voron officially has three different sizes. So they have one that it's two hundred fifty millimeters in each direction, three hundred millimeters in each direction, and finally three hundred fifty millimeters in each direction. Um, but there are a lot of people who've made bigger ones or smaller ones. It's just if you follow the official documentation, the official manual, those are the three um, sizes that come um, standard for Voron. And 350 would make it larger than the challengers that we're talking about yep. today, ZX1C and P and uh, Creality, correct? Yeah, so a lot of people are hoping Creality or um, Bamboo Labs release a printer that can kind of compete with that 350 millimeter size. There's a lot of people who want a high speed, high quality printer that can print gigantic cosplay parts or yeah. production level things for say automobiles and that kind of stuff. And you need that space. Um, so there's a huge appetite in the community for, for a larger Bamboo Labs style or Creality K1 style printer. Yeah. Now you, we have X1Cs, we have P1S, we have K1 and K1 Maxes. Do you regret building a Voron? No, definitely not. I know so, I sunk many yeah. weekends into that, into that, but it's for me. I love building um, printers and just tinkering with things in general. So I personally loved it. But for sure, it's not. It's, a, it's not. It's definitely not a project for everyone. Um, some people just want a tool that gets the job done. And yeah. I'm like, I'm just happy we have that option now, especially in our case, now that we have a, a, um, a business printing out things for clients, I can't see myself spending, I don't know how many weekends putting like four or five, six morons together for, for our farm versus spend a couple hours to set up, you know, four or five K1s, Bamboo Labs, um, to get everything up and running. Yeah. Now, would you say that because of the experience that you had building the warrants, your understanding of how all of the, you know, the challengers, the X1Cs and K1s, how they operate, your understanding is much greater as a result of that? Yeah, I would definitely say just because of the amount of time I sunk into these machines. 
yeah, yeah. I probably understand them quite a bit. Okay. Now, Voron, obviously, the, the kit is the hardware. What about the software? Do they have their own proprietary software? Or we're talking about open source software as well. So with the Voron and actually all of the um, uh, printers, are, uh, Pioneer printers that we talk about, they use open source Clipper firmware. Yeah. So it is kind of like the brains behind all these printers. And it's, um, it's, it's what is, is used to make sure we can print really, really high quality, really, really fast um, across all these machines. Yeah. Okay. So the, the software is pretty much open source, just like the hardware, and it, it is fairly easy to get started with it. And uh, community support, I, I would imagine, is pretty pretty good when it comes to warrants, right? Do, do, did, you, did you feel like you had all the answers you needed whenever you were stuck building the kid? Yeah, so the Voron um, I, uh, community is, I believe, the largest one out of all of these pioneers. Yeah. Um, they have a, an official Discord channel, they have forums, they have Facebook groups, they have Reddit groups. So there's a lot of places where you can get information that you need. Um, and I personally use um, the Discord myself when I was building the machines just for a lot of advice. When I'm getting stuck building something, the community is really helpful. Yeah. So two outlines. The first pioneer here is the Voron uh, 2.4. Uh, it is a DIY kit. Uh, there are different vendors that sell those kits. So you can source the parts also separately if you wanted to. Uh, when we looked into the parts, we actually had uh, Vorons on in our shop. We were re uh, reselling, selling them as well. Uh, and I believe there's over a thousand parts, individual parts for that printer. Am I correct? If not, if not more. <laughs> yeah. So it is a job. It is a job to build it. But just like Paul said, whenever you're building Voron 2.4 or any of one of those three pioneers that we're talking about today you're essentially learning how the printer 3d printer operates a core xy fdm printer operates and that's invaluable knowledge right so that really sep can separate you from the rest of the industry perhaps uh and uh give you kind of a quite a bit of advantage in terms of the technical knowledge uh of how those printers actually function now would um if you if you were to if you were making a decision today, would you would you still buy a Voron? Not going back, we know you 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 don't regret that. But would you buy a Voron today, <laughs> given all the today? Options? I would still um, probably buy a Voron. So um, what for? To, yeah. Hmm? Also, the biggest one of the biggest advantages of the Voron is it's uh, three hundred fifty millimeter size. Like there's no um, uh, like Bamboo Labs or K one that comes uh, in that size. So that's yeah. something I would pick but one thing that um voron has kind of done over the last couple of years is actually just make it easier to build and set up um so um with um the new canvas uh tool head so um basically one, one of the hardest bits of building the Voron is actually doing the wiring like having all those cables run from the motherboard or the control board to the the tool head so the heaters the, the motors the the, the thermistors, like all these little bits, um, that is actually what took probably at least like seven, eight hours just to wire up. Um, with the new Canvas tool head that they have, it's four wires. Um, so, so much easier to put together. So, um, the newer ones, I would definitely build a new one myself. Okay. Sounds good. All right. You folks heard it. Um, pioneer number one, uh, Voron 2.4. Uh, Paul is still a huge fan. Build, a, uh, build them in the past. It was about a year and a half, like you, uh, as you said, before you started to experience any kind of issues with it after heavy, heavy usage, obviously. Uh, so those printers are reliable. They've got longevity on their site. They tend to last for a while. And the best part, it's open source. You can replace any parts as it breaks. Uh, easy to find them, uh, easy to replace. And as a result, you get yourself a printer that you can rely on for a pretty long time. Now, we're not saying that Bamboo Labs and Creality's don't last. We just don't know if they do. Uh, those printers are still new to the market. So there is no, no way to say and, um, except to wait and see. Uh, that being said, Voron 2.4, we're huge fans. We have a review of Voron 2.4 
on our website, 3dgearzone.com. So for those of you who are interested in building your own printer, learning with your own hands how much it takes to actually put one together and how it operates, definitely check that that one out. Now we're going to talk about the second pioneer, the Ratrick V-Core. Radrig was actually um, another of the the first um, kind of open source printers out there that offered high speed, high quality Core XY being able to be enclosed. Um, and I think one thing that Radrig has over like all the other pioneers, say like the Voron and the BZBot, is it is definitely the most customizable out of all of these DIY high speed. Um, speakings out there so um, what do you what do you mean by customizable like in what regard what can you just about anything customize so anything? nearly about anything so mm -hmm. um when if you do decide to uh, if you do want to pick up a a kit from Radrig, they give you a, like a range of different sizes all the way up to 500 millimeters on each dimension which is humongous um and the other things that you can do is um uh you can almost plug in any extruder, any hot end you want. That's the really cool thing about it. it. It's so customizable that it supports nearly any extruder, any hot end on the market right now. Wow, so you, so it's essential. So how would you compare it to Voron 2.4? How, how does it, you know, in terms of the build size, in terms of customization, um, how, how does it do compare? So in terms of customization, Radrig has um, the Voron beat. Like Voron comes with three different standard sizes, has a kind of a few options if you wanted to change out the hot end. Um, but from the, the standard official version of the Voron, that's uh, that's basically it. Radrig, you can have nearly any size you want, all the way up to 500 millimeters on each direction. So it's it's absolutely gigantic. Yeah. It's tool head can support basically any extruder, any hot end combo that you can think of. Um, so uh, you can go from, you know, um, reusing the same hot end and extruder from your Creality printer all the way up to the most expensive, most high end um, hot end that you can ever think of. The Radrix can support it. Yeah, it's basically just a blank page upon you can build just about anything when it comes to pretty the printer. much yeah yeah and as as big as 500 millimeters in each dimension is that correct yeah okay so portuguese company um that that builds those uh those printers uh they are uh newer to the market compared to voron that but they've been around uh i think for a while since 2020 ish now in terms of the reception in the market longevity of that printer we know voron can last we've you've had it for for a while now what do you do what do we hear about the rat rigs do they last is there From, is there yeah what is the maintenance is it a couple of years that you can get pretty much heavy usage out of it before something starts to break? So most people that I've talked to, they said their rad rig has, is um, extremely reliable, lasts a very long time before they have to do any sort of maintenance on it. Um, from a kind of a technical standpoint, the rad rig is a little bit simpler than say the, the Voron, which probably helps uh, its reliability, its uh, ease of maintenance. Yeah. So um, if my Voron uh, lasted like a year and a half before I had to do anything to it, I would expect the rat rig to be the same, if not better. Yeah. Well, so again, it is a DIY printer, which means that you will invest some time into building one. Uh, and uh, you will learn quite a bit as a result of it, but it is a great uh, customizable Core XY 3D printer uh, that is extremely popular and obviously can put up a good fight to the challengers that we have currently in the, um, in the 3D printing space uh, from Creality and from Bamboo Lab. Now, the last one that we are talking about, the Pioneer, is the VZBot. Uh, now, what is what is the experience with VZBot? How how good are those printers? How customizable? How easy are they to to build? So the VZBot um, is basically kind of like the um, the the pet project of a uh, community member named Simon Vez. Uh, he was really really into high speed printers. He had a um, Tronxy. Um, 
uh, 3D printer, which is the, the VZBot was based off of. Um, for those who um, uh, don't know, the Tronxy is a budget 3D printing company um, that makes um, uh, a lot of different printers, but the best thing about it is, is they're, they're extremely affordable. The problem with that extreme affordability is usually the quality um, of those printers aren't that great. So what uh, Simon Vez did was he decided to invest really heavily into his Tronxy um, printer to make it super reliable, to make it super high speed. And that is what the VZBot is. So um, out of all of the three pioneers um, uh, of our high speed printers, the VZBot is probably the fastest as it was designed to see how fast you can push a 3D printer. So it's really cool. Um, really really fast i think out of uh, like from from all three of them this one will probably beat will definitely beat all three of the of of the pioneers and um um the only i guess the only downside of the vz bot is it's kind of has like only one or two like options or configurations out there compared to say voron or the rat rig so um if your needs fit inside it's like i think it's 330 millimeter um build volume then you're good. If you need something bigger, then you might be uh, looking at, say, Voron or or Ratrig. That 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 is pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, for you you mentioned Tronxy, uh, Tron XY frame. For those who don't know, right? You, we do have a lot of listeners who are not, you know, uh, experts in three D printing. They're just getting started. Um, what is that frame? What is the difference between that frame and, and other frames available right now? So the Tronxy, um, like frame or, or, or the, the 3d printer it's based off is a very, very thin, flimsy, uh, frame, uh, probably the cheapest frame they can ever think of. And, um, that is what the VZBot is based off. So what Simon Vezid was like, like put a ton of reinforcements on it to, to make it a lot more stable, to handle the high speeds, I did a lot of mods to make sure it's very reliable. Um, We've actually used a couple of Chauncey printers in the past, um, um, and we found them very, very unreliable. So yeah. Simon Vez had a huge challenge to um, to make it a reliable high-speed machine. Yeah, and over the years, the printer has rapidly evolved and kind of with a focus on high-speed performance. And unlike, you know, the conventional two-wheel drive Core XY printers, this printer is all-wheel drive. Yeah, so the, the one of the fun um, bits of it is they call all-wheel drive um, 3D printing. Yeah. Um, so most, uh, nearly every single Core XY printer is powered by two motors for, for its movement. Um, the VCPod uses four, which is pretty crazy, but it also lends it to its um, extremely fast speeds. I think by default, it can print faster than a bamboo or a Creality printer. How much faster? I think, I think I've seen videos of them like, like moving. I think it's like four, five hundred millimeters per second or something like that. Yeah. So for context, um, the Bamboo Labs and the Creality they're already extremely fast at about two to three hundred millimeters per second, which is basically unheard of for most consumer printers. But the VZBot can move four, five, six hundred millimeters per second. Yeah. As someone who drives Jeep Rubicon, I appreciate all-wheel drive. <laughs> so uh, right there, VZBot's got a fan, uh, all-wheel drive, um, Tronxy, Tron XY frame-based uh, 3D printer. Officially, Voron is of three sizes, but it can be customized to other sizes. Could the same be said about VZBot? or you are pretty much set on that size and that's all you're gonna work with? I think you can customize it, but because the VZBot is kind of so laser focused on its like high speed, um, like printing, um, yeah. mostly community, like I haven't seen many mods or many other people building VZBots of different sizes. All right, so those were the, uh, the, the three pioneers that we are talking about today uh, that new Mishu user uh, have mentioned in his comment and we appreciate that comment as a as a matter of fact all of those of you who are watching like 
comment and subscribe you can see that we draw a lot of ideas from comments left by the uh, by the audience and we would appreciate your ideas for us to create a new video a new episode about so definitely let us know we are we we will respond uh so thank you so much uh if you have commented liked and subscribed all right so now those were the pioneers the voran the rat rig the visibot now Let's talk about the mainstream contenders. We call them challengers, right? The 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 Creality K ones, K one one, K K one and K one Max, and Bamboo Lab X one C P one S P one P, right? Um, let's quickly highlight their features. What sets them apart from our pioneers here? So the big things that set them apart is um, they are already built so unlike say voron that takes you 30 40 hours to to put together um say like these printers the bamboo labs the realities you unbox them you plug them in you're basically good to go so yeah. like 30 40 minutes you're 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 printing so that is the the um one of the probably the biggest uh difference it's it's ready to go it and it you just no tuning that you have to do for these printers they just print great on it out of the box almost no tuning almost in our no previous tuning. episode we did talk about k1 <laughs> blowing up the hot end uh yep. melting on us so once again some of them have issues uh some of those issues have been fixed but check out our previous episode the link above uh so definitely check that out but as paul mentioned those printers come straight out of the box they print they work there might be a little bit of a you know setup that you have to do some obviously calibrations i tests and whatnot that you have to run but within a half an hour you are up and running and you are printing now uh what what would you say about bamboo lab x1c as the one obviously that came out uh, what was it, two years ago, a year ago, uh, and pretty much revolutionized uh, the FDM industry. What would you say um, about that printer in terms of its volume and speed? Uh, how the two kind of, if you were to evaluate the value there, how, how would you, how would you uh, what would you say about that printer? So in terms of print volume, it is, in my opinion, a bit on the small side. So at about 256 millimeters in each direction, yep. um, it is quite a bit smaller than, say, like many of the Vorons, many of the Rad Rigs um, and the VZBots that are currently out in the market. So if you're looking at a larger scale printer, unfortunately, Bamboo Labs only has one size, 256. Um, fingers crossed that they will release a, a larger version. Um, I'm pretty sure most of the community wants a larger version. So fingers crossed, we'll see something in the next while. Um, in terms of speed, it is extremely fast out of the box. Um, Rat rigs and Vorons, I think the default speed of it, it's something like 150 millimeters per second. Like if you just use the stock setting for each of those printers, the stock settings for a bamboo labs is like 200 to 300 millimeters per second so it's actually a bit faster out of the box of course just like the vora all these printers you can tune them to go even faster so if, if you put some time to tune them they can probably be equally as fast but out of the box stock setting without any any tuning the bamboo labs is extremely fast yeah, folks, I know that some of you will jump into the comments and be like, but Voron can go this and this fast. We, we, we have to have some kind of a benchmark. So we're working with the official <laughs> settings here. Uh, we know that you can customize uh, the life out of a lot of those printers, but just so that we could have something to compare and kind of having in common mm -hmm. between uh, all of our, uh, all, 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 our um, all the different printers. So, uh, so X1C, we are big fans. And uh, obviously the volume is quite smaller compared to what you can get even with Waran, right? The 350, uh, 350. Yeah, that's the largest yeah. size that it goes to. Uh, and uh, what about the K1? K1 so and the K1 K1, K1, yeah. K1 is actually even smaller, about 220 uh, millimeters on each uh, direction. But the K1 Max is quite big at 300 millimeters in each direction. So if you want a larger, uh, high-speed, ready-to-go, high-quality 3D printer, the K1 Max is a great option. Uh, in our last episode, we, we were talking about it, and it was our personal pick if you wanted something big, fast, high-speed, um, high-quality. And so, for a good price. And for a good price, because um, 
I think they usually go around maybe like nine ninety nine or something like that. Uh, and then during Black Friday, I think it went as low as like seven ninety nine or something like that. So, um, way cheaper than um, any of the any of the kits that you can get right now. The value for money is 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 great. Yeah. Um, and right now, at least at the court, time of the recording, there is no other printer that can print as big as the Kmon Max. All right. Now you said high speed. How high speed are we talking about compared to it's, our pioneers here? Compared to the pioneers, just like the Bamboo Labs, it, stock signing is also incredibly fast. Um, hours um, out of the box was between two to three hundred millimeters per second. Again, like the Bamboo Labs, so very very high speed. And just like you know the other printers that we talked about, you can probably tune it to go even faster. Yeah. Now the obviously these printers are great. The challenges of Bamboo Labs and the realities. Now, what makes Voron and rat rig and VisiBot amazing is that you can go in and you can replace a part. It's like talking about PC and Mac, right? <laughs> you you can you can take apart the PC. You can build your own PC. Um, but Mac is a closed system. Now, when it comes to Bamboo Lab and Creality, how easy is it to replace parts? So there, some of the parts are very pretty easy to replace. Mm -hmm. um, for example, like the hot end extruder for both the Bamboo Labs and the Creality K1 are very easy, especially compared to like previous generation uh, printers. Um, but both the Creality and the K1, um, their um, their hardware is closed source. So Bamboo Labs, you have to pick up parts directly from Bamboo. I know Creality because of its supply chain, it can, you can get it from other places right now, which is great in terms of getting replacement parts quickly. Um, but the Bamboo Labs is a co completely closed source system so everything needs to come from them yeah folks so if you are getting a bamboo lab we don't yet know how long they last it, it, it all of these models are fairly new uh but if something breaks the only place you have to go to to get a part is at, at this point in time is the official bamboo lab website store um what about creality how how does creality compare so creality um just like Bamboo Labs has like, uh, well, their, their stuff is also closed source, yeah. uh, at least from the hardware standpoint. But um, because it is a big name, there are a lot of other companies right now creating parts for the K1 series. So um, in the US, Micro Swiss, which is a, a really well-known hot end company, um, has their own um, hot end that you can drop in into the K1, which is really great. Um, and um, I think there's a lot of overseas companies developing their own parts that can fit into the K1. So um, in the DIY community, uh, Triangle Labs, um, that's a is, is an overseas company that makes a lot of parts for say like Vorons, VZBots, Radrigs. They are starting to develop their own parts for the K1. Um, so there's a lot of vendors now that are popping up to, to create parts for the K1. Creality, because it is, again, a large company, they have a really great supply chain. So Amazon already ca carries some of the replacement parts. So that's actually what we use to replace um, uh, the hot end when our K1 actually broke. So in our review of it, because K uh, Creality sent us a first generation machine, the first generation machines had some reliability issues. Our hot end actually broke and basically melted off. Um, and we went, uh, Creality did offer to send us a replacement part. We're actually still waiting for it, probably still stuck on a boat somewhere, but Amazon already had their parts in stock and we could just, I, I just picked one up from Amazon next day, showed up, plugged it in, it's good to go. Yeah, folks, if you are curious about the Creality K1 printer, check out our website, 3dgearzone.com. Uh, we have honest review there, uh, as I always say, Lots of thousands of words of uh, Paul and team writing up the actual review. But we are honest about what we have experienced with the printer. While it did melt on us, we are huge fans of it. Uh, so if you are looking to kind of get a little bit more information on how the printer performs, various different tests that we ran on it and how it compares to other printers on the market, definitely go to 3dgearzone.com and you'll find a la latest review of K1 and K, uh, K1 Max. Uh, we probably will publish it soon uh, on, on the website as well. Now, uh, the 
Yeah, obviously the pioneers, the warrants, the uh, actually a question on reality. You did mention that there are third party suppliers and companies that are producing parts for Creality. Um, why is it that Creality, uh, that there are third-party uh, third parts for Creality, but not Bamboo Lab? Is it because Creality allows for that to happen? They're actually welcoming that type of a development? Maybe, like, I know Bamboo Labs now is starting to have a few third-party collaborations. Um, so, they are in the process of releasing a new Hodden collaborated with E3D, which is really cool. Um, but um, interestingly enough, right now, there's not many third parties out there making parts for the Bamboo Labs printers, which is, in my opinion, a little bit odd because how popular Bamboo Labs is, um, you would think there'll be companies that are making parts for them. Yeah. So um, this is something that we'll definitely have to keep an eye on and see like, you know, in the future, are there going to be more companies that make parts for the Bamboo Labs or maybe, or maybe Bamboo Labs is actively trying to stop 30 parties from making parts with them. We don't know you right now, but only, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So folks, uh, if you're thinking, so if you're thinking of getting a printer that's easy to set up and kind of start start working with uh, Bamboo Lab and Creality options are fantastic. They're great. Uh, now, because they're great and they're so popular, does it mean that our pioneers here, the Voron, Ratrick, and VZBot are becoming irrelevant? Definitely not. Um, like, no matter like no matter how so, you know like um, how much value say Creality and Bamboo Labs bring to the table, like how easy it is to 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 set up. Which, like, from the from from my standpoint, from both like a three D printer enthusiast and someone who who just wants to make something work, there's a huge audience for the the K one, um, the X ones, those ones, but there's always gonna be people who love to tinker, love to build things, love to customize things. Um, so the Vorons, the Rat Rigs, the VZ Bots, I don't think they'll ever go out of style just because um, there's always that um, audience in the community that wants to build something, wants to tinker something. On top of that, a lot of the kind of innovations that K the K1, um, the X1s, like the Crowleys and the Bamboo Labs uh, printers bring to the table, they're actually from the open source community. So for example, the Clipper firmware that um, um, that Creality uses on their K1 machines is the same open source software that powers the Vorons, the VZBots, the, the Rat Rigs. Um, a lot of the innovations like the, the resonance compensation to make sure you can print out a high speed without any artifacts um, comes from the open source community. So we need like uh, Creality and Bamboo Labs needs that open source community to to um, um, bring new things to the table. Which you know that that could be an argument saying like why are they not contributing back to the community because they are taking a lot of the open source ideas, a lot of the open source innovations from Clipper, from Voron, from Ratrig, from VZBot into their printers. So that's definitely a conversation that needs to be had. It's like. All right, these 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 big companies are really benefiting off the open source community. What can you do to give something back? Yeah, and uh, to throw some shade at Bamboo Labs, they're actually patenting some of the technologies that could arguably be said are open source, right? So uh, there are articles that have surfaced a couple uh, in the last couple of months, basically saying that Bamboo Lab is trying to patent technologies. Uh, that have been invented and have been around uh, open source community for quite some time. And that does put open source community at disadvantage, uh, potentially in a, at, you know, in a danger of future innovation just because now certain things that, you know, that they do could be violating the patents filed by Bamboo Lab. Is that correct? Yeah, theoretically. I know there's a lot of people in the open source community that are pretty pissed off at Bamboo Labs for doing that. Yeah. Um, and it does have like we we've seen it in the past in other industries where an open source community brings something really innovative and cool to the table and another company patents and basically shuts down that community yeah. um we've like seen it in pc hardware and other electronics out there so hopefully we don't see the same thing in 3d printing because a lot of us are in it for you know the love of 3d printing tinkering innovating creating stuff for the community so 
Uh, fingers crossed something bad happens out of this. Yeah. What about you folks? What do you think about uh, the open source community versus the now juggernauts of the industry, the Bamboo Lab Creality, uh, patenting some of the stuff, right? What do you think will happen with the technology? Do you think it puts uh, open source community at the disadvantage here? Let us know in the comments. We would love to chat about that in the future episodes as more news come out, as more developments takes place. But uh in the meantime, Paul, you did bring up firmware. Uh, so how, how is the firmware software on uh, Bamboo Lab and Creality compared so the, to our pioneers? So the Creality K1 does use a version of Clipper that is, um, that, that like Clipper is found on all the open source printers, like the pioneers. A Creality does use a version of it. Um, it is very locked down compared to the, the 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 standard version that everyone else uses so the community was actually quite pissed off because Crowley shipped a very very locked down a very stripped down version of clipper on their printers um Crowley did eventually unlock it gave gave um uh users kind of full access to the clipper firmware that's part of their machines um so as a result if you're into tinkering if you know clipper firmware the Crowley k1 is a great machine to work with um, Bamboo Labs right now have their own closed source um, firmware. So right now, they um, no one knows what it exactly it is based off of. Um, a lot of people are speculating that it is based off Clipper, but Bamboo Labs has their their lips sealed on what it actually is. Um, so yeah, very similar functionality with as Clipper, but we don't know if it actually is Clipper or not. Uh, Bamboo Labs won't tell us. Yeah, if you know what it is, let us know again in the comments. Um, now, how is the software? I know we talked about Creality, but how is the software on uh, Creality and Bamboo Lab in terms of quality? In terms of quality, um, so Bamboo Labs, the, the software experience on it is hands down better than anything else on the market. Um, they've done a great job of developing your desktop app, their mobile app, the overall UI on their printers makes it super easy to use. It's a great choice for someone who's new to 3D printing, wants something that just works, easy to use. The Creality K1 um, does have some way to go to match up with the X1 for sure. The desktop app, in my opinion, is decent. Um, no, not as easy to use, um, definitely laggier than um, the Bamboo Lab software. Um, and it's mobile app, the less we say about it, the better. Um, so, um, but uh, the good thing about K1, I guess, is because it is based off on so many open source projects, open source um, uh, things, the community has done a great job of improving the overall software experience. Yeah. So one of the cool things right now is um, something called Orca Slicer, which is a uh, version of Bamboo Labs Bamboo Studio desktop app. And what a lot of people from the community did is took, took that, took some of the best features from the open source community from say, Prusa Slicer, from Cura, from other slicers, put it onto one really easy to use um, desktop app. And the K1 Max can, or K1, K1 Max, and a lot of other three printers can actually take advantage of it to um, be used on their printers. Yeah, so it feels like Creality is really this interesting hybrid between a lot of the open source projects and ideas and technologies mixing in with traditional business that they are. Uh, mm -hmm. And they seem to be embracing it. Like you said, they did open up the software uh, once the community kind of revolted a little bit on <laughs> about it. Uh, Bamboo Labs, that being said, uh, are quite a good software company. Let's put it that way. Uh, and they're taking advantage of it, basically keeping it closed, uh, closed source and not allowing anybody in. Um, now, who would you say, we, we did talk about the pioneers um, and we, those printers, uh, those kits really are for DIY community. Those who like mm -hmm. to tinker around with printers, uh, those folks who like to go on Facebook and basically say, you know nothing you get, until you build one, right? Which is fair enough. Uh, I guess you could make that statement. Uh, but uh, who are the Creality at Bamboo Lab printers are for? Who is the audience here? I think there's, um, there's at least two big audiences out there. So first of all, I think the, the 
easy one to tell is um, people who want a high speed, high quality printer, but want something that just works out of the box. Yeah. Um, that includes, you know, like, um, well, like, like you can think of like, say, end users like um, ourselves who just want a great tool to to work with people maybe in education who wants to bring 3d printing to the classroom people in industries who want to um to to build prototypes of their, their products but don't need don't want to spend 34 hours to learn how to use a tool just want something out there so yeah. that's that's one big audience um group that would love someone like say the the bamboo labs x1c or the creative k1 Another audience group are, again, could also fall into like um, 3D print farm owners who want to have high quality, high speed printers, but don't want to have to deal with building four, five, six vorons or 20 or 30 for the, the, the more larger farms where, you know, having 20, 30 machines out there, um, the maintenance, the time required to, to, to get them up and running and constantly running, you want something that works out of the box. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, obviously two different audiences. So, uh, pioneers, DIY community, the, uh, the challengers, the bamboo lab and creality printers are for the community who is just into 3d printing, not necessarily yeah. into 3d printer, but into 3d printing <laughs> to get started. And, uh, obviously if you operate a business, it, it's enormously powerful to have a printer that you can set up and run within half an hour. All right. So we, we operated business, we operated 3d printing on demand business. And uh, sometimes you get orders that are large and you don't have time to tinker around with it. You just want to set it up, run it. You want software to work well with the hardware. I, uh, and, uh, to, for it to go as fast as possible while producing high quality print uh, at the end of the day. Awesome. So folks, those are the printers that we are, we, we were excited about, the Pioneers, the Voron, the Rat Rig, VZBot, and the Challengers, the Bamboo Lab, the Creality, uh, K1s. Uh, those printers have their own place, their own role in the market, in the industry. Uh, and depending on what you are into, what your needs are, there is no wrong choice, really. Uh, pick the one that you feel comfortable with. Uh, and, uh, you know, depending on what it is that you're trying to achieve, and, uh, and, and you'll get really good value for your money there. Now, um, the, the one thing that we didn't touch on, I believe, across all of these printers was the actual choice of filaments, right? Uh, those printers, some of them do have limitations as to what type of filaments they can work with. If you were to, let's say, compare Pioneers, just high-level Pioneers versus the Challengers here, um, is the versatility of filament choices greater on the pioneer side or on the only challenger side so for the most part both the pioneers and the challengers can work with nearly any filament out there there are some limitations um just because the pioneers are their open source you can kind of mod them to to deal with some of the trickier ones say like carbon fiber filaments out there that require a hardened nozzle without so you don't basically wear out your part, your internal parts or your, your nozzle with them. Um, you'll, you'll need to make sure you have those things. I know the X like bamboo labs, X1C already has a hardened steel nozzle can handle these abrasive filaments out of the box, but something like say the K one, um, you do need to, I think you need to, uh, I'm not sure if they have Creality has hardened nozzle available, but you'll definitely need to have a hardened nozzle for these like, um, abrasive filaments. Um, but one interesting limitation that um, was, wasn't really addressed um, for a very long time was uh, spool compatibility with the Bamboo Labs, uh, specifically their AMS system. So um, for those of you who don't know, the AMS, the automatic material system for the Bamboo Labs is a really cool um, add-on for the Bamboo Labs printers that you can use it to... Um, um, input up to four different filaments for either four different colors or four different materials, which is really cool. Um, and it unlocks a lot of really cool potential for these um, printers. The only downside to it is certain spools of filaments don't fit in this AMS system. Um, 
a lot of users reported that you know cardboard spools kind of get um, stuck inside, or certain plastic spools just don't fit because they're bigger or too small. So uh, with the AMS, you do need to be careful with it. What type of what brand? A filament you use because some brands their spools just don't fit inside the AMS, which kind of sucks. But um, it's one of the things that you have to keep in mind if you decide to pick up a Bamboo Labs AMS. Yeah, and Bamboo Labs, correct me if I'm wrong, is the only printer that we covered today that is capable of doing multicolor printing. So, like at least from a out of a box standpoint, mm-hmm. um, it's the only one. Um, on the Pioneer printers like the Voron, the um, the VZBot, or the Radrig, there's an open source um, kind of AMS or MMU unit or multi-material unit out there, but you have to build it, you have to tune it. It is a little bit, it is definitely a project. Um, they don't have anything out of the box that works like an AMX just yet. Yeah, so <laughs> in, in a great tradition of you know, pioneers here, you have to build it yourself. You have to tinker with it. You have to <laughs> test it and uh, it will work potentially, uh, but you will learn a lot and you will probably cry a lot along the way, um, cursing yourself, wondering why why you got into it. <laughs> but that being said, we love those printers. Um, uh, Paul has built warrants in the past. Uh, we still do use them for some of the projects in our shop, and uh, we definitely recommend uh, Vorons as well as other Pioneer printers uh, to to learn, to, to kind of get that hands-on experience of building one. So definitely check that out. Well, folks, that was the episode, uh, and thank you so much. Uh, to the user who left the comment. By now, I forgot the username. Uh, I apologize to you. Um, And uh, that being said, thank you so much for uh, leaving the comment and kind of inspiring this episode. It is a great, great uh, topic to cover. We definitely only scratch the surface here. There is a lot more that you can talk about from technical specs, you know, about the pioneers. There's a lot that they can do and we'll probably cover each one individually as a dedicated episode so stay tuned definitely do subscribe that being said creality k1s are already reviewed on our youtube channel as well as on 3dgearzone.com so check out those videos as well as bamboo lab x1c so we have a video on the channel definitely check it out a link somewhere above below description in the box, uh, depending on how YouTube changes their features, but definitely check that out. Let us know how how uh, which ones you prefer, which ones you like, and uh, as Paul said, just because there are awesome X1 uh, X1Cs out there, K1s, there is still high demand and there is still a place for pioneers like Voron, Ratrig, and VZBud. So check them out. And other than that, like, comment, subscribe, and once again. We'll see you on the other side.